Hello and welcome to Cinema to the Letter. For this bonus episode, we're announcing our lineup for Season 4, 1-1, Oscar. On regular episodes of Cinema to the Letter, we break down the very nature of cinema letter by letter. For each episode of a film in series topic, we cover six films that fit a C for classic, I for indie, N for new, E for egregious, M for masterpiece, and A for atypical. Who doesn't love an acronym, am I right? I am Thomas and... Oh, thank you. Thank you. You like me. You really, really like me. Uh, hello. I, I'm Brian, and uh, we're celebrating Hollywood's biggest night. The the stars are out. All that. The lead-up to Hollywood's biggest night, as it were, yes. Uh, so welcome, everybody, to not just Cinema to the Litter, but 2024. First episode of the new year. Hope you all are having a good new year. Uh, this is recorded just a couple days into the new year, so who knows what great things have happened, I'm sure, in uh, that, those weeks since. But, um, you know, we decided for our fourth season... It kind of lined up to where we would want to do some kind of Oscar-y, you know, miniseries topic. And we kind of racked our brains about it, but we came up with the fun one of just any movie that won at least one Oscar. Yeah, it, it really opens it up for, like, just a wide net, but also it, it allows us to kind of maybe be a bit silly in, in a couple of our choices and uh, pick some movies that we wouldn't kind of normally cover if we were doing what you typically think of when you think of the Oscars, of prestige movies and all that, but... Right, like a best picture or something like that, which we might sure. do next time Oscar season comes around. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, for now, we decided on this. We thought it would give us a wide breadth. We should note, for most of these, we're not counting like an honorary Oscar. But yes. I did some research, and apparently uh, one of our movies kind of breaks that. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's just announce the lineup for everybody. Let's Let's announce what we're doing. So... On the 23rd of January, so a week from when this bonus episode is coming out, we're going to be putting out our C for Classic of Rashomon uh, from Akira Kurosawa, which is notable for uh, being the first movie in which uh, you had seen it before, and I hadn't seen it. That's usually, the dynamic's kind of the reverse, usually. Um, But yeah, this is interesting, Um, especially, we should note, it won Best Foreign Language Film back in 1952, but the thing is, that was an honorary award at the time. We'll talk about this probably right. more in our um, Rashomon episode, which, spoilers, we're going to record, like, right after this. Um, but, but yeah, so it kind of broke our rules. I didn't realize until literally, like, putting these notes together <laughs> that that was the case. But you, whatever. It's a foreign language category turned into Best International Film. That's a category that stuck around. It's not like Roger Rabbit, where it's like, you did animation in this way. Right. This is amazing. And they never give another movie that kind of award again. <laughs> Yeah, and come on, we get to talk about Kurosawa, who is, like, you know, one of the titans of cinema. Like, you know. The next week, our Eye for Indie, which will come out on the 30th of January, is going to be a bit more modern. And an interesting one, it's going to be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, You know, figured that would open it up to a lot of interesting discussion about Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Charlie Kaufman, Michelle Gondry. And uh, we should know it won Best Original Screenplay, like many 
indie films uh, usually tend to get that like original screenplay uh, win if you look back at past Oscar history. But uh, yeah, this one feels especially interesting because I have not seen it in probably about like 15 or so years since I was like in... Oh, really? In, I, yeah, I, I was watched it a few years ago. It, it's a movie that, for obvious reasons, if you've seen the, the movie, it, um, it gets to me on a very, very personal level. Obviously, I, I love this movie, and I'm excited to talk about it. And it's not, not to spoil anything, but one of two movies to star uh, R.I.P. Tom Wilkinson, who just passed away yes. a few days ago as we're recording this. The late, great Tom Wilkinson, one of my favorites, yes. especially that character actor group. Um, then our next week, uh, on the 6th of February, we're going to be talking about our end for new, which uh, we decide on another foreign film, uh, that one Best International Feature. Uh, another round, uh, which is a very interesting one to talk about, especially I think of that like COVID Oscars, one of the cursed years of the Oscars, truly the most cursed. Right. Uh, I think that one stands out amongst the bunch. It does, yeah. It's a movie like from that year. Not there's not a lot of movies that I kind of still think about from that year, and this is definitely one of them. I have just it's just always stayed in my mind, and we can just talk about one of my favorite modern actors, Mads Mikkelsen. Of course, plenty to talk about there. The following week, on the 13th of February, uh, just in time for Valentine's Day, uh, all you lovers get to listen to our E for Egregious pick, (laughs) which uh, is going to be The Greatest Show on Earth, the first film where neither Brian or I have seen it at all. But this one has a lot of reputation for being one of the worst examples of a Best Picture winner, which it won, along with Best Story, which is another one of those weird, Hmm. like, old Oscar things. It's like, okay... (laughs) <laughs> not a screenplay but just the story it's a it's an oscar for idea man <laughs> yeah th- yeah so this is an interesting one i think because of like it's it's a 50s movie it's a cecil b demille movie my only frame of reference for this is when sammy fableman watches this movie in in the movie the fablemans and it like changes his whole life and like i don't know that makes it look like a great movie but i know that it is um not a very well-regarded or well-liked Best Picture winner. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I had that more with, say, the Steven Spielberg biography episode where he talked about that specific moment. And then, like, a couple decades later, I saw him, The Fablemans, and I was just pointing like Leo. It's like, that's it! That's the thing! (laughs) On the 20th, we have our M for Masterpiece, which we should shout our patrons, our cineast patrons, over at patreon.com slash cinema number two letter, voted... For this one, uh, for the M for Masterpiece, between uh, Good Will Hunting and the ultimate winner, though, very, very tight race, we should mention. Mm-hmm. It was, like, by one vote. Uh, so your vote matters, kids, especially for our Patreon polls, which you have to pay for, because it's not a civic duty. <laughs> um, but uh, for uh, that M for Masterpiece, uh, they end up picking Michael Clayton, which, uh, as you mentioned, features Tom Wilkinson, but also features uh, Tilda Swinton in her Best Actress winning role, which is interesting given it's the least Tilda Swinton-y kind of weird role you could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a very small role, of course, and, like, it's... And I believe it was one of her kind of breakout roles in Hollywood, and, yeah, it's, it's a movie that has kind of... especially kind of recently gathered a, a very large following. And I recently saw it for the first time, so it'll be it'll be really great to rewatch it, and, yeah, Tom Wilkinson is incredible in this movie, so... Yeah, it's exciting to talk about. I mean, don't forget his great supporting uh, players there, the baguettes. (laughs) Yes, the baguettes are very important to the movie. 
Jones. And by the way, I apologize. It was Best Supporting Actress. You're right, because it is a smaller role. Not Best Actress. Best Supporting Actress for Tilda Swinton. And then finally, on the 27th of February, our season finale, our A for Atypical, which we're going wild on. It is an animated film, one Best uh, Animated Feature, uh, but it's not one of your Disney's. It's not one of your DreamWorks's. Uh, it's uh, Rango from 2011. A curious film to revisit, especially because I think we can straight up say here, and we'll continue to say on uh, the podcast itself, this is probably one of the few times we'll cover a Johnny Depp movie for the foreseeable future, because right. his fucking face isn't in it, at least. <laughs> yeah, and then there's so much to talk about with this movie in particular, with like the supporting cast, which is insane, and... Lots of Gore Verbinski talk, of course, of course, who is a great filmmaker. And uh, yeah, it's, it's also a really interesting movie, especially to kind of go into, you know, that kind of animated movie. Because it is a very different kind of animated movie from what wins the Oscars, but also what's made at the studio level. So it's, yeah, interesting. And especially that the history of that particular category and how very right. odd it is and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, there'll be plenty of great Oscar talk along with us talking about the movies themselves. Uh, throughout this season, but we should mention, Brian, uh, we don't just do stuff on the main feed, we have our Patreon feed, like I mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash cinema number two letter, uh, where for just $1 a month you get to, you know, vote for movies, like they did with uh, our M for Masterpiece for this season, and you can also listen to a bunch of audio stuff, so much, hours of audio entertainment, uh, just behind a $1 paywall, which around this time... You will have heard, say, our uh, audio reviews for newer movies like The Beekeeper. That's the first one we're going to do. We haven't seen it yet as of this recording, but I'm sure uh, we just got bee fever by the time (laughs) this is out. Um, And there'll be some other ones. You know, maybe we'll do another review roundup thing for some of the other Oscar-y movies as of recent. Um, Also, uh, we'll be doing our bonus podcast for January, which will be about The Critic. The 1994 animated series, uh, which uh, Brian has never seen, so I'll be curious to have him watch that. Yeah, I have only seen that Simpsons episode, uh, the right, a Star Wars episode. Yes, right. which we'll also talk about, I'm sure, on that. And then also we should tease currently. We haven't announced this publicly before, uh, but Brian and I have been in the, you know, behind the curtain, kind of uh, working on our own award show kind of thing that we're going to put on the Patreon. Similar to uh, back when we this was the Devil Light Devil Bill show, we had the dubs over there. We're going to keep that tradition alive. Uh, we're still working on a new name, and uh, yeah, a, a bunch of other stuff uh, to come from there, though. And just for that $1, you get access to all that stuff. And it really helps out the show. But let's go ahead and do our exit here, um, and let's just thank some people like Burial Grid for our music. Uh, purchase music at burialgrid.com. Thanks to Michelle Kyle for the artwork. Find uh, her at Mish Kyle on Twitter. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cinema Number Two Letter. And uh, you can also find me on uh, Twitter and Letterboxes at Not the Who's Tommy. I also do some writing at uh, film cred.com and over at marianithomas.wordpress.com, which I'll just mention here. I rarely write on that blog anymore. But around this time, I think I would have already put out my top 20 list of 2023. Uh, I I always try and write that list and um, I'm in the early stages of it right now. And like every year, it's a nightmare to actually type. (laughs) Uh, Yes. And you can find me on Twitter at B-R-Y-A-N-D-R-A-D-E number three, where I'm 
sometimes on there, sometimes not, mostly not, but you know, I go on there <laughs> once a day. Um, or you can follow me on Letterboxd, of course. I, I have my 2023 list up on public, so you can go look at it and, and judge me, although I am always you know, changing my rankings, uh, to borrow a line from the iron claw, uh, which I saw yesterday, uh, the rankings can always change. (laughs) Uh, yes. And, uh, for more of us, subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and other podcasting platforms. If you're listening on talk film society, why don't listen to all the other great shows that are on that network. And you can also dig into the archives in our Podbean main feed for so many different, uh, you know, episodes of like all three of the previous seasons of this show and double edge, double bill, all the old content there, all there on the Podbean feed. And nothing else, if you can't support us on uh, the Patreon, we get it. Money can be tight. The free way to help us out is to rate, review, or simply share the show around to give us more visibility. But uh, yeah, so uh, next week, we'll have Rashomon out, our C for Classic, which we're going to record in a bit, because uh, <laughs> the guest is asking me if we're good to record, because <laughs> we went a bit <laughs> over on this. We started this a bit late. Uh, but until then, everybody... Oh, no. Brian, we're getting played off. I can't believe this is our show. How is this happening? Ah, they mention this every year, and they just keep doing it. Fuck 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 this shit.